Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Wednesday, June the 7th, and welcome commentary. Before we get into the topics, uh, I don't know how many of you had a chance to see this uh, show that uh, T- Tucker Carlson, uh, it's like a 15-minute presentation on Twitter, and it went over, I mean, millions of people have seen it. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a real smash. I think the last time I checked, uh, 6 million people had seen it. It's probably a heck of a lot more than that. So that's a real victory for Tucker Carlson. And I think this is in, in so many ways, uh, you know, a look at the future. I think you're going to see a lot more people do that by going uh, either directly to Twitter or some other competitor uh, to Twitter down the road. But I think more and more people are going to be doing that. They're going to be controlling their own programming, their own content, and they're just going to make it available to you. And if you have the kind of audience that uh, Tucker Carlson put together for that first uh, video that he did, you're not going to have any trouble. Uh, getting sponsors or advertisers. So uh, congratulations to Tucker Carlson. That's quite a start. I think, as I said before, I think that's the future. That's the future. And Elon Musk is at the at the perfect place, you know, with Twitter and opening Twitter for this kind of presentation. I Look, I hope that lots of people do that. I hope lots of people use Twitter uh, to their message in the format that uh, Tucker Carlson did last night. Now, it, technically, uh, people were saying that the video was not the best or there were some technical problems. That's the easy part. They can always work on that. But if you can come up with that kind of content that that many people want to see, I think you're going to see a lot of Tucker and lots of other people just go right into Twitter and do a daily or weekly or whatever whatever they do. It, it's, just, it's just amazing the numbers that he got for that uh, for that presentation. It's just remarkable. As I said, six million is the last number I saw, and it's way over that. Believe me, it's a lot more uh, than that. Well, the big story today is that we've got a couple of new names in the Republican nomination or in the fight for the Republican nomination. The names are Governor Christie of New Jersey, or former Governor Christie of New Jersey, and uh, former Vice President Pence. Look, both of these guys are good men. Um, I, I thought very highly of Governor Christie back in 2016. I thought he would be a very good candidate because he, you know, he came from New Jersey. And, you know, if you can win a big blue state like that, uh, then you can be, uh, you know, theoretically competitive uh, in the Northeast. But, uh, you know, he, it didn't happen. He's had some problems with Trump. So I, I don't see him as a as a vice president, I don't see him going very far either in the nomination, but he will make it interesting. When we get to the debates, he's going to make it interesting because he's going to go right at Trump. And it, that's going to be fun to watch, to say the least. The other name that jumped in was former Vice President Pence. Again, a wonderful man. I sometimes ask myself, what if Pence had run for president in 2016? I mean, in a different field, different time, you know, he could have been uh, the nominee of the party back then. I've always liked Pence. But again, uh, for both Pence and Christie, the timing is not good. So I don't see them going very far. But, you know, you never know. Things change like crazy in, in the political field, and you never know. You just never, never know. 
But, you know, my bet is that they're not going to go very far because it, it'll come down to DeSantis and Trump for this nomination. Uh, I don't see Pence being the VP, and I don't see Christie being the VP either. So I, I think it's going to be a short-lived campaign for both of these uh, men. I don't know how many of you had a chance to watch uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. down at the border and the remarks that he made, but they were just absolutely stunning where he came down very hard on what he called an open border policy and was very critical about what he saw on the border. And how much influence that's going to have in the Democrat Party, I don't know. But it's nice to see a Democrat running for president making sense about the, the craziness on, 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 on the U.S.-Mexico border. Now, what may be interesting, though, is that if they get into a debate and Robert F. Kennedy starts talking like this, you know, that could create a little bit of a problem for President Biden, because I don't think a lot of Democrats are happy with what's going on on the border. If you don't believe me, ask uh, the mayor of New York City or the mayor of Chicago or some of these some of these other cities who are being flooded with buses of of people. You know, they pretended to be sanctuary cities, but now that the people are coming, they're blaming the governor of Texas. Well, if you're a sanctuary city, then you have to accept people. That's what uh, you've been saying to the world for the last uh, for the last ten or fifteen years. I have a post over at the American Thinker. I'm just going to make a quick reference to it. It's about former President Reagan, who you know passed away uh, yesterday, June 6th. It was the 19th anniversary of his death, and of course, you know, lots of memories with respect to uh, to, to President Reagan, the speech that he gave at D-Day. Uh, 20 years or so ago at this uh, at this time, or that, I guess more than, that would be 39 years ago, uh, and when he was president back in 1984. So lots of memories about former President Reagan this week. But one of the things that I mentioned in the article is that when Ronald Reagan, when Barry Goldwater was running for president in 1964, then Ronald Reagan, who was a private citizen back then, gave a great speech uh, about... Uh, what Goldwater stood for and how the conservative values were important for the country. And in that speech, he made a reference to Cuba and how a Cuban exile had talked to him and told him, if the United States goes, where am I going to go for freedom? And I remember uh, talking a lot about those remarks with my late father, not back then when he said it, but over the years. And here recently, when I see what's happening to the country and all the craziness, that we're seeing in the country, it really reminded me of that great, uh, of those great remarks by, by President Reagan. So check out my post over at the American Thinker, and you'll see what uh, what I'm talking about. CNN, CNN is coming undone. I mean, that's all you can say about CNN. You know, CNN. It, it's kind of an interesting story because, as you probably know, CNN was the first of the cable news networks. They started, I think, in the 1980s. They became prominent uh, in 91 during the first Gulf War. They became kind of the place to go for news. And they were very important uh, for a long, long time as a great source of news. Then, of course, you had Fox News came into the picture in the mid-90s, and the two of them competed for a long time. But here recently, during the Trump presidency, CNN just lost it. They lost it. They became the anti-Trump channel. And they basically turned off half of the country. Half of the country doesn't watch them. And now, you know, they're starting to deal with that problem. So they brought in a new manager. 
uh, a fellow by the name of Chris Light, or L-I-C-H-T. I think it's Chris Litt, actually, how you pronounce it. He came in. He was going to, you know, he was going to change the network, but, you know, he's already been fired. Uh, he's not getting anything done. And the problem is not him. It's the network. Uh, CNN is going to need a major makeover. They're going to have to be basically undone, as I said before, to be totally changed. Every face that you see on CNN right now has to go. And they have to bring in new faces, new people, new shows, people who have absolutely nothing to do with the CNN sinking right now in the ratings. You know, CNN right now, uh, at, at the prime time level, they're not even getting half a million people to watch their show. They're, they're getting audiences that are just truly, completely embarrassing. And that's the challenge they have. They, they've lost the audience. They lost their their reason for, for existence. You know, once Trump left the White House, they had nothing to talk about. And even now they try to gin up everything about Trump. It's not enough. Half of the country, as I say, doesn't watch him. And the people who do are less and less all the time. So something's got to happen to that network. I wish they would uh, they would sort of go back to what they used to be, which is a serious news network. I think the country could use that. You know, a country could use a, a boring but serious uh, news channel that you can turn on at 9 o'clock at night and be able to watch the newscast, you know, without necessarily having a, a political screaming match, but just having a, a, a news Station that would just broadcast the news as, as it is. And, and there's a space for that. I think CNN could fill that hole, but I don't know. I don't know. But right now, right now, this CNN is going nowhere. They can make whatever changes they make, but as long as they've got the same people reading the news and looking at the camera, they're not going. They're not going anywhere. That's just the, the reality of CNN in 2020. A couple of things on this day in history. We remember Dean Martin. Remember Dean Martin, the great singer, movie star, and also Jerry Lewis's partner back in the 1950s. He was born on this day in 1917, passed away in 1995. And we say happy number 83 to Tom Jones. Those of you of my generation remember Tom Jones. It's not unusual. What's new, Pussycat, a bunch of songs that he recorded uh, back then. Tom Jones, 83 years old. You know, he used to have, some of you may remember this, but he used to have a show on ABC. And it was a very popular show with the ladies. I mean, millions of women would tune in, would tune uh, the television just to watch Tom Jones. And I think it was on Thursday nights, if I remember. And man, in the whole block, every television set in the whole block, every mother on the block was watching uh, Tom Jones. That's how popular he was uh, back in, in the early 70s. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye, everybody.